This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. I want to get out of the normal. Can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Let's just get out of the normal. There we go. That is Ewan White's two-year-old, two-year, seven-month-old daughter named Cara. This was her first take. She's now perfectly enunciating it. But this was the one where she kept asking for a banana, I think. You know, you've got, you can't do something for nothing these days. There's no free lunches. You know what There's I mean? There's no such thing as a free lunch. Put the kids to work. Um, also, I'm quite enjoying the fact that um, about a week ago, someone said, oh, you need to change the name of the podcast. It's not a lockdown anymore. Yeah, well. Yeah, yes, we thank had, you. We had, we had a word with those guys in City Hall and we got it sorted out again for us. Yeah, um, I'm not letting, you know, civic freedom get in the way of this podcast, keeping its name. <laughs> Um, I've realised something about lockdown, Rob. I know oh, go on. It's only taken us eight months. Yeah, which is, I was like, why am I finding it so difficult every day to work out what to have for lunch? Yes. And I realised it's because I'm never in the house, so I buy lunch all the time. And I've been making my lunch for six months. I've got no ideas, Rob. What are you having for lunch? I'm in the same boat. It's getting to the point where basically I like, she can't be bothered and then I eat something horrendous out the freezer. I don't know what I'm meant to do. I've realised that every day of my life, because I was out of the house usually, I was going to Pratt or somewhere. Yeah, or you're in an office space. and I'm in way. an office space or whatever. And now I'm, I'm completely lost with, I don't know how, I, I don't want to sound like I'm out of touch, Rob, but I don't know how people eat lunch in their own homes. I don't understand. <laughs> well, I'm starting to work a bit more now. Josh, yeah. and we are WFH in, but also there's certain filming things you need to do in yeah, a studio or on set somewhere, right? So I am doing a bit more work now, but I'm still just sort of accepted to get up at the same time in the morning as oh, Lou Rob. and do the kids stuff. Because oh, I'm still, we're still in the, you know, a lockdown state of mind, but I'm still yeah, like, yeah. I've that's got my favourite. Um, quite a lot of work to do. My favourite Alicia Keys song. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Is there an argument? Rob. Yes, because oh. I feel like lockdown's been eased, but my sort of commitment level to being a parent, I don't think it's sort of, uh, I mean, this is very difficult to say. Josh, I already feel stressed about the conversation I have with my wife once she hears. Are, are you worried that the commitment level one to five, are you, worry, are you worried that she's raised it, she's kept it at level four when really the commitment level should be dropping to th- yes, three I or perhaps two? If we, the R rate in our house is currently 2.7 <laughs> in the ratio, if the equation of lockdown situation to work situation and uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the lockdown gone up to level four but i've been on a level four even though i was down at level three if that makes sense josh does that make yeah, sense no, to you? i understand what you're saying yeah, exactly um I, I should just reinforce you're probably almost certainly that little conversation has taken you 
a month nearer to having a dog very quickly. Yeah, and I and I regret bringing this up already, Josh, because I've just realised last week I had to stay in a hotel away with work and I, I wasn't even at home. And so yeah. that will be immediately thrown back in my face if she ever heard this. We we went away to a hotel this week uh, for our anniversary. Mm. Very nice place. Not um, me and you, just you and your wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> Six months <laughs> podcast. She, she was livid. Let's get a room. Um, but, um, she... Um, we were having lunch. Uh, <laughs> you in said the... that like it was sort of like a, a code word for sex. Well, you, we you were heard having I'll, lunch. I'll tell you, you. In fact, coincidentally, I've just told you three three minutes ago I struggled to have lunch in my own home, so it did feel quite illicit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, look at it! It's not a ham sandwich again. Yeah. So we were having lunch, and there was a guy on the next table. So he just came into the restaurant area of the hotel. They didn't even bring him a menu. He was like, just went to the waiter. Um, Can you make me some poached eggs with some avocado and some tomatoes on some toast? She wasn't on the menu, Rob. It wasn't. Oh, the okay. That's a is this big dick pure, swinger. He had that pure confidence of someone you knew was quite a, a mover and shaker. Was it like a posh hotel? Yeah, it was. It was a place called Cliveden House, which um, was is very nice. Let's put it this way: it's a National Trust property, Rob. It's where uh, Harry and Meghan stayed before oh. their wedding. Oh, Joshua, what a place for an anniversary. You Probably been... the taxpayer's expense, even though they've now bloody done Frog, one. Bloody Frogmore Cottage. Yeah, still, but... using the, still using the bloody letterhead. Have you seen that? Just so you get some bloody parts <laughs> voiceover in a Disney dick. <laughs> anyway, it was the first anniversary, so we're treating ourselves. It was post-lockdown. Yes. Anyway, the guy in the next table, we're listening to his conversations, then I go to the toilet. My wife, he's he's kind of talking to his friend who's a, a fitness instructor and trying to give her career advice, et cetera, et cetera. My wife works it all out, realises he is the owner of the place, Googles it. He has a fortune of £1.2 billion. Oh, uh, £1.2 billion, Rob. That's how he gets whatever breakfast he wants. It was one in the afternoon, mate. He was having poached egg on toast. <laughs> well, how many millions... Until it's a billion. I don't know. Because the billion to trillion thing, I don't even deal with. It's like looking at the stars. I don't really comprehend no. it. I know it's there, but I don't. I, I think that I think one is a thousand million and another is a million million. It was a billionaire. At one point, what would you do if you were a billionaire? I just don't think I'd be doing the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing, but I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you would. I think you would, but I think you'd do one show a week. I might not do as many of the advert reads. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just couldn't believe my mind. He was, Anyway, his son showed up and I did think, what would that be like? to be the son of a billionaire and be a billionaire parent. What would you do? Because it's not just rich, that is obscenely rich. We're like, yeah. like, he could just go to JD Sport and buy everything. Exactly. Like, he could literally buy the Argos catalogue. If you if you were a billionaire, Rob, yeah. what would you do? Would you give your children all the money or would you worry that that would ruin them? This I'd, is a parenting question. Right, I'd give them a lump, but not the whole lot. I'd give some of it to charity. You don't want that yeah. too much, yeah. But like... Would you be worried that they were going to be... I mean, if I had a billion pound, mate, I wouldn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be worried. I think it's a worried. It's a very intense feeling. I'm so, imagine that. I'm so worried that I've not given them enough millions. Or I'm so worried I'm spoiling them. Anyway, I'll have the poached egg, even though it's not on the menu. Going back to lunch, I've been skipping breakfast, um, yeah. doing the school run, and then either working out, or yeah. if not work, or not working out, but either way, uh, once I've done or not done something, and then I have like eggs in a certain way at around half ten, eleven. If yes. I'm indoors for the day and I'm doing working from home, I do that, and then I have uh, like a, a later like snack and then eat dinner in the evening. But I'm just sort of all out of ideas. I did. I can't. I'm just bored of cooking, I, and I'm, I'm so bored of cooking. I'm rubbish at it compared to like you know Toby Carvery. And that is a low level to hit, and they're still better. Toby's still better than me. I'm done with cooking. In that, I've done so much because also I've been cooking for myself, or we've been cooking for ourselves 
and for our daughter because she doesn't eat the same meal. Yeah. So essentially, between you, you're cooking six meals a day. <laughs> it's like we're in a kind of semi-popular cafe. <laughs> Yeah, you probably do more covers than some struggling cafes around the corner. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, uh, uh, Josh, um, we got some emails. Yeah, sorry, we, we got, got very off topic. That's that's fine. You know, there's a billionaire that ordered poached egg. Oh, ordered an egg. You don't you don't turn up that kind of uh, good content. Um, do you want some? Uh, you've got a short trip to uh, school. Do you want a couple of yes. short trips to school? The commute, the commute, the school commute. Yes. Do you want a short one or do you want a really long one? To um. Oh, can we have both. Yeah, we'll have the short one to start. Short one then. first. Yeah. Uh, This is from Lorna. I think I'm a contender for the quickest school run. We live four doors from the back of the school, around a 30-second walk. Oh, 30 seconds! Where you have to drop off. Before COVID, I would have been allowed back out the same gate to go home again. But now there's a one-way system. We have to walk all the way around the front to go home. It adds an extra three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I've attached a picture of our walk to the school. Amazing. if you have a look, I've sent that to you. Oh, that's so good. That is so that's too, is that too close? It is very close. Um, so this is from Sam Hardacre. When my eldest son was born, my wife and I uh, worked in Hebden Bridge, but live in Halifax. When the time came, we decided to send him to a nursery in Hebden Bridge, since it was only two minutes away if we needed to go and collect him from work. Then the Boxing Day floods happened, followed by flood defence work commencing on the main road between home and nursery. Previously on a good day, the journey was 20 minutes. With a flood defence work, temporary lights and a resulting traffic jams, increase this to an hour each way. I can... This is so bad. I was actually on that road two weeks ago and I did it twice and it ruined my week. There we go. It two hours awful. a day in slow-moving car with a toddler oh. strapped into the car seat. And also when you know it's only 20 minutes without the, the traffic. Have that? Can I suggest something here? Wait, it hasn't finished. Oh no! What, is that? what else could happen? This went on for a few years. Eventually, my wife and I got new jobs in Leeds. But since our son was only twelve months away from starting school, we decided to keep him in the same nursery. Oh no! Just grit our teeth and do the commute. Take it in turns to do the drop-off pickup. We didn't want him to have to deal with the change of scenery and new faces. Only have to do it all over again when he moved to school. Get listeners to look on a map. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'd leave the house. Uh, in uh, Halifax, drive to Hebden Bridge, drive back through Halifax, basically passing our house, then drive to Leeds in rush hour traffic. We're probably driving an extra two to three hours a day so our son wouldn't leave nursery. Oh, my life. He'd grown up in. When school came about, it turned out he'd adjusted to new scenery and faces a matter of days, so he probably could have just moved him to a different (laughs) nursery after all. I totally get doing that because you don't upset the kid, but also... It's probably better for the kid not to have parents that have driven for three hours every day. Yes, yes. That's like a part-time job before you do your job. That is one of the most intense journeys. But I think if it is a good nursery, but I just don't think I could do it. How good is it? How good's a nursery? How good can it be? If it was driving two to three hours in an empty car, I might be able to take it. But some of that time, there's a toddler in that car. (laughs) Yes! Imagine, no wonder they listen to this podcast. Oh, wow, um, that is brutal. There we go. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, this is how. Email us, hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram, lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff, PO Box 76748, London E99DW. Right, Rob. Yes, mate. Who have we got today? 
We have got Dawn O'Porter, Josh Whitaker, best-selling author, TV personality. She did some documentaries, didn't she? Yeah. Before she moved to LA to concentrate on writing, where she lives with her husband, Chris O'Dowd, the actor, and their two children. Very interesting, this one, especially how different it is in the US. Yes, it's absolutely fascinating. And she had come up with what I would describe as a superb way of dealing with homeschooling that I've not heard before no. and has blown my mind. The pod-based odyssey, which we now call it. We will see whether people adopt it themselves and whether she changes UK schooling habits. This is Dawn O'Porter. Hello, Dawn O'Porter, and welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm you know, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're all right? That's the start we're looking for. What we don't want is I'm great. That's a disaster yeah. start for us. No, yeah. it's been a it's been a while since I've given that answer. I have to say, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. It's all so, right. So, so, okay, so this, uh, this is the best start I've ever had. You can I can feel the stress and the pain. Going, and hopefully, the listeners <laughs> nice, at home nice can. and chirpy. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay. We're getting we're getting there. Um, what what? So can you let us know about your setup, please, for us and the listeners? Yes, I am uh, a woman, and <laughs> I. Have a husband. Just noting all these facts down. Yes, um, I Great just wanted research. to give you. I just wanted to give you an exclusive. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I, I have a husband and I have two boys. Yeah. Called um, a five and a half year old called Art and a three year old called Valentine, right, and right. a dog called Potato and a cat called Lilu and a fish called Hippo and that is my lockdown oh. crew. Oh wow. wow! And are you? And are you in the UK or in America? I'm in Los Angeles, California. Full time. Um, Full time. I've lived here for about twelve years now. Wow! I know. I know. Rob, me and wow. you had the exact same yeah. terribly parochial response. At exactly the same wow. point. Wow! Been living in America for twelve <laughs> years. Oh wow! <laughs> um, you, you think you haven't got the accent though at all, have you? Who picked it up? No, no, I haven't got the accent. In fact, I think I've got more English. And I, um, but I do have the annoying inflection. I notice when I'm talking to my kids, I'll be like, "So, have you like packed your lunch?" And in that kind of thing that um, they do in California. So I I definitely have picked up something, but luckily not not fully. Um, How do your kids, so they've got an English accent and an Irish accent in the house, and then they've got American accents all around them. So how do they sound? Well, obviously, because we've been their primary influence for the last few months, mm. I'd say our three-year-old is sounding pretty English right now. Yeah. Okay. And um, Art is, he just, do you remember when, like, the Osbournes in the 90s, how they just had that weird hybrid? Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. are the, where are those children from? They, he sounds a bit like that. <laughs> That's not been heard since the Osbournes either. I'm not, <laughs> Callum, Callum Best is the other one. That, that half yeah. English, half Californian accent. Yeah, exactly. A bit like when Madonna moved to England and she suddenly, she suddenly yeah. um, got a bit English. They, he sounds a bit like that. But they'll do things like uh, we had a babysitter once, and she was like, "What's a garage? A garage?" It's <laughs> like, "What do you mean garage?" And I had to go, "No, he means garage." And she's like, "All oh, right, okay." It's just we have moments like that all the time. Yeah, because he's locked in there at the moment. You might want to get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been there a while. <laughs> And um, how, how so? How were they off? Because um, I assume they're not in school yet. The the three year olds not in school over there. Or are they in a preschool or nursery? Well, what is delightful is today is my second day since March where I have a kid free house. <gasps> oh, I will repeat: wow. second day since fucking March. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. um, so the situation we're still like heavily in lockdown here. It's really, it's really, really awful. Um, mm. And uh, my it makes you feel any better? We're heading that way ourselves. Yeah, right, so, so I heard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just feel like we're going to be in and out of this for for a while. But um, so Valentine is uh, preschool, but he'll be going to the preschool that is also art school. They have a preschool, mm. but the school can't open, so art can't go. But they've managed to. Um, open the preschool this week so oh. he's last week he went two mornings this week he's going five mornings next week he goes five full days <gasps> oh what a week i guys i i just i i just <laughs> i like <laughs> we've had we've had some help for the last few months we've had a bit of babysitting and yeah. um but when i don't know if you find if you're in the house and they're with a the babysitter they don't they don't care for the child care they yeah. want <laughs> also, they want to be with us 
I feel like when I'm in the house, if like I've got to do some work and then so we've got like a babysitter around or something and then I'm just in the house, I, f- I feel like I'm uncomfortable with the whole situation. Yeah, do you it's know horrible. What I mean? yeah. It's not, it's not, I can't go, here's the kid. Now I'm going to go and watch Pointless. It's just <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be doing something you've got that to feels be doing like it's worthwhile. Yeah, 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 I can only ever do it if it's work and I have to work and then I put music on and try to ignore it. But, I'm, you know, I'll hear, the, like, Valentine fall over and hurt himself. I'm not going to listen to my baby screaming downstairs and not go down. So then that's half an hour of, like, you know, do you want a Paw Patrol plaster yeah. or do you want a, you know, Peppa Pig plaster? And so then we're going through all that and then half an hour later the, the babysitter's like, actually, you only booked me till one. I'm going now. Um, oh. So that it's it's been that for for months but I I did something with art so because his school isn't going to open they don't think school's going to open here this year we think that's just something we'll have to presume yeah so um I got together with five other um parents who were in arts class and we created a pod and so they um four days a week he's out the house we do a Five five kids a day at each house. So on Thursdays, <gasps> I I homeschool five, five oh, from nine oh, from nine oh, till five oh, on a Thursday. That <laughs> is commitment. I'm getting itchy. I'm getting itchy thinking about it. <laughs> so awful it's so awful it is it's like you know how when you do a kids party you say it's two hours long for a reason because it's just mm. awful well that's eight hours of kids party oh, basically whoa. but i have to make is it sip. worth it though for the other four days it, it is now valentine's not here so it really 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 is it's incredible and each parent has their own version of hell on their day <laughs> when they've got it at their house and so but i've i'm surprisingly because I've just because I'm this because this is the best solution I could find. This is the best I could do. I give myself a hundred percent to Thursdays. I, I'm in yeah, from yeah, the yeah. second they arrive, from the second they leave. I'm theirs. I'm not trying to do anything else. School's got like Zoom classes from nine until twelve, which they all hate because they're five and it's awful. And then in the afternoon we do. I organise things, and I've got like potato sacks to do potato sack races, and loads of arts and crafts. And we're doing tie dye t shirts this week. And I don't know who the That's hell I good. am anymore. So. So you, this is who I am on Thursdays. Are you? Do you think you're one of the better teachers, or do you, do you think other people are just like phoning in and putting Peppa Pig on for eight hours? Well, we've got a deal. So they do the school until twelve, and then they're allowed to watch TV for an hour in the afternoon as downtime. So oh. I think everyone's yeah, everyone's yeah. doing really well, and each house is really different. And and I and we're all just doing the best we can, and it's not my fucking problem four days a week. So that <laughs> I'm actually, I've got an I'm idea for you. Yes, Have you please. thought about teaming up with 364 other parents? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I did. One day. <laughs> I know, I know. I did actually come up with one idea. When we were trying to work out how the pod would look, I said, we could just be brave and all do a week each in a row, five days, bam, 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 oh. just done. And then you get four weeks off. None of the other parents were into that idea, which is totally no. fair. And, yeah. and also at the time there was a risk, well, what if the school does open in three weeks and then, you know, three parents had had to do a week each and then two parents just didn't oh, ever have to do anything. Yeah. But um, it's fine. It's working. I'm, it's, it's, it's the best we can do. That'd be heartbreaking. That's like when you buy a round and then they call last orders and you're yeah. like, well, that is yeah. not fair. That yeah, is not, not fair. fair. Don, what's the first glass of wine like at 6pm when all the other kids leave after your day of teaching? What's, the, what's that emotion like for you when you've done your day? My first thought when you said that was, I can't believe you think I wait until 6 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> up, the wine's out. I was like, they leave, they leave at five, and Chris literally hands me a margarita at one minute past five, <laughs> and it's just the best. It's the best. I mean, my drinking throughout lockdown is an absolute, like, it's a, it's a legitimate problem. But um, <laughs> but the, <laughs> okay. the, yeah, that Thursday, that Thursday, like late afternoon uh, drink is just, it's wonderful, and it's such a good feeling. And because because I am working quite hard on the Thursdays. There is also like a kind of high five session. Like it's well done, high five. You did really well. Feeling of I did good. I like a bit like after a workout. And so yeah. that drink that drink is really nice. That that first drink on the Thursday night is really yeah. nice. Do you find it easier to school them as a group of five than one on their own? Because when there's just one kid, I think they go, Oh, go away, Mum, go away, Dad, I'm not listening to you. But when their mates are there and they're all falling into line, is it easier to sort of, you know, teach them as a group? 
do you know what? I don't, I don't know. I, I'd say it's with a five-year-old, I'd say it's really hard either way. I think trying to do remote learning with a five-year-old is a really, really difficult age when it's really hard to keep their focus. They're all, you know, falling off the chairs, dropping their pens. Oh, oh, it's so boring. Can't hear what the teacher's saying. One of them just, you know, thumps the other one. And there it's, and also which whoever's house it is, is just a massive arsehole that day because say if it's arts apparently quite well behaved at everyone else's house but he gets overwhelmed when he's at home and all these other kids are here so he'll just you know be melting down all morning so it's it's <laughs> terrible but we we show up for the classes so the teachers don't tell us off and we do the best we can and that's literally i think it sounds like a great I think idea. It's a great idea yeah. yeah it's good i think there's a lot of parents now who are listening to this thinking i wish i'd heard this idea in march yeah. Yeah. I do feel though at some point, um, Dawn, there's gonna be a WhatsApp group of just four of you all <laughs> complaining about one loose cannon. That's the danger of the pod. <laughs> yeah, it is true. We're all being like we're all being very polite about each other's kids. We're all being like, No, it's fine. What what you should do is have a promotion and relegation. So at the end of each week a child's the worst child's relegated to a different pod. And then <laughs> oh my a, God. another child's promoted. Oh, God. That's so good. Can I tell you what I do do that is, uh, I said do do, which I really love is um, I do a star chart with them, which is keeps them in check. So five stars and they get a lollipop. And if they act up, I take a star away. And I have to be really strict about it. And when I take a star away, it is honestly, it's heartbreak real tears from somebody else's kid you just feel oh like word, so awful <laughs> but but there's there's a couple of them that just you know aggravate each other all day so I I do it and I take a star away and I let them be heartbroken for five minutes and then I say if you want to organize if you want to get that star back come with me help me tidy up the shoes and I'll give you a star back so they've never got a less star for more than like 20 minutes yeah but it totally keeps them in line and then at four o'clock or at three thirty. I um I do one big thing where they all have to do something. They get a star and get a lollipop, and it, it that means that I've just kind of I've got order. Um, yes, I love star charts. If anybody doesn't do them and has an unruly toddler or five year old, they are they are really powerful tools. Yeah, they do, my, mine really re- respond to it. But I do find I don't know if you find this sometimes when I want them getting back to five stars so they can get the lolly because it's nearly lolly time. I am finding any reason to give them a, like, oh, you didn't spit in my face or swear at me. Have a star. I find myself giving away too cheap. I know, I know, but that fear that one of them won't actually have their five stars is so horrible. You've got to make sure they get it. The one week I was like, I couldn't think of anything, so I said, like, if you draw me a picture, I'll give you a star. And this kid had just had a bit of a scrap with my kid, and he drew this really beautiful, it's five, detailed picture of the fight. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, that, was, that, was, that was really emotional. I felt kind of <laughs> overwhelmed by it. So then, like, anyway, he got his lollipop. But, yeah, I find it, it's a really good method, but... um. But also, they what what kids will do for sugar amazes me. Yeah. Yes, are other parents going? You, can you do this and not do this with my child, or is that, or are you not allowed to impose your rules on the other four parents? No, I think every parent in the pod is using sugar to, uh, <laughs> to, sugar to get pod. through the day. Yes, to get through the day. No, luckily, and and quite happy that you know the the pod was. Uh, I chose who I was going to pod with for the reason that it's a. Uh, group of quite relaxed parents who you know would let will let you do your day just to oh, have i bet there's a little kino pod and like an exclusion yeah. <laughs> pod of the absolute ed cases <laughs> yeah <laughs> chewing I mean, on the table legs well weirdly we're the only pod that did it in the whole year i was quite surprised i think people generally because this is america and because we're on lockdown people are still really scared and um lots of people here haven't left the house since march you know haven't really had yes 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 so many people so what what can't what can't you do and can you do at the moment then like where where you are in california only eat outside so the restaurants are open but only if they've got if they've got streets that you can sit on and then um no no pubs you know shops have capacity limits there's no schools obviously there's no offices you know we're not we're not on a stay at home order anymore but they've never said it's okay to see up to six people all oh, right for example yeah uh, okay. they just really haven't really said that so so we just created this pod and we just live in this kind of tiny tiny bubble and do you find being in LA like is is it a different upbringing what what are the main differences for a child growing up to LA to where, where did you, I don't know where you grew up but Presumably. I grew up in Guernsey. I grew up in Guernsey. Yeah, Guernsey in the 80s where there was like no crime. So we were just, <laughs> wow. I mean, I know. And is there no crime in LA? 
<laughs> none, none. <laughs> None at all. They really lovely. cleaned up their act over there. Yeah, yeah, it's really nothing at all. Wow, girl, I mean, it must be so. You, it must be so strange having such an alien childhood to what your kids are experiencing from Guernsey to LA. I imagine the same for your partner as well from Ireland. It must be so weird that like they're doing things that are different to what you guys did. Well, it is. I mean, God, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, you know, when you don't realise how weird it is because you just feel so used to it all of a sudden. I mean, the weird thing about LA is it's not like living in a city because it's also spread out and you kind of have you have to find your own community because there isn't really a hub or a sense of community here so we live you know we have a group of friends that we see and that we have we because we don't have any family out here we've got three couples two of which are Irish um one is American and we've all kind of raised our kids together we live really close and they're like you know that we're all aunties and uncles to each other's kids and the kids think of each other as cousins and so it's quite small town in a weird kind of way, in the mm. way that the kids are growing up. Yeah, I'd say in Guernsey and in Ireland, you were way more surrounded by people, got kind of much more sense of a bigger community than our kids would have here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think so. But then our, the one thing that I, um, I notice a lot is anxiety. It's, there's a lot of anxiety in America, and especially in parenting. Um, hygiene was also always big before this you know like you see mums at the playground following their kids around with antibacterial gel before covid covid even happened and you know people talk about i got allergies and i need to hydrate and it's all and they they're everyone's kind of worried about everything's going on with their bodies all the time and so then you bring covid into the mix and the way that it fueled parents anxiety here was i found quite overwhelming i think we're just naturally not so anxious as brits and and do you worry that your children being exposed to that kind of anxiety might give them those anxieties, if you know what I mean. I don't think they'll be too bad because Chris and I are quite feral. (laughs) 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 As in, we're not particularly anxious. We're not like, you know, wash your hands and, you know, be a clean person. But we're not... We're not obsessive about mm. that. And and also our home, I guess our home is quite relaxed. And so, though, you know, thinking Valentine going to school now with him, he's three, he goes to school with a mask on, perspex between the kids, only allowed to play outside, all this kind of stuff. Like my fear for them post-COVID is that they will just find other people disgusting. Right. So, so they weren't, they're having to wear masks all day, a three-year-old at school? yeah. Blimey. Yeah, he wears he wears a mask all day. He, luckily, he's great at it. And if any, uh, like you don't know what's going to happen if in the UK you end up getting told that your kids have to wear masks at school. My kids wouldn't do it until I got the masks with dinosaurs on, and then they just wanted to wear it all the time. Um, he's actually really good, Valentine, at wearing it. And then there's perspex between the kids. Like if they sit down and play at desks, there's perspex between them. Whoa, and they both, so I know. No touching. Not really, no. But the thing is, because because he's three, he's weirdly, they just get on with it. Yeah, they don't know any different, really, do they? Yeah, no. I'm actually really grateful, despite the amount of um, alcohol I've had to consume to cope with the last <laughs> few months. Um, I'm actually really grateful that my kids were this age during this time, because it's been harder for Chris and I in terms of childcare. But Chris and I are their favourite people in the world. We are who they want to be with the most. So if we could keep them entertained at home, we could keep them happy. This must have been so hard for people with older kids and who missed who missed their friends and who didn't yeah. just want to be with their parents all the time and who really had to sit on Zoom every day for months. I, I just find that to me is so much more stressful than my three-year-old wearing a mask and getting to go to school. Yeah. No, I can yeah, definitely. That. I, 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 that's the generation I feel most sorry for. That sort of like sixteen to twenty-three, that age group where you're supposed to be going out with friends and meeting new people and going to parties, and they've had yeah. that taken away. Really, it's hard for the parents of like a three-year-old at home, but the, the, they don't know or care really. Yeah, well, no, do you exactly. know what, Rob? I feel sorry for the OAPs that are high risk, but we've each got our own people. We feel sorry for. <laughs> <I think. laughs> you go for the teenagers if yeah. you think that's the people that are struggling the most. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
I was going to say as well, obviously it feels like you've got into your groove now with the pod and things like that. And obviously it's been yeah. a few months, but were there moments like from March and, you know, um, April and May where we would say, well, it was just, you know, the moment where you just, we, we call it a milk tray moment where Shappy called Sandy just lost it over a milk tray of her kids for no reason and had to apologise to them. There was a moment when it was just getting too much of the kids and you sort of lost it or anything like that. So many times. So very, very many times. Um, I I found it... There were just we've just moved house, which has been life changing for us because before up until a month ago we lived in a in a bungalow and um, there was no outside access to the garden unless it was through our bedroom. So Chris and I had nowhere to escape to, and it was it was we bought we bought that house well before we had kids. We didn't ant- anticipate that our lives would go in this direction, um, but we it was it was very we were very much on top of each other and just felt like we couldn't catch a break and so in in the old house I did have some days where I just couldn't take the moaning the whining the noise I, I mean I we made a deal at the start that I would do all of the cooking because cooking is a great passion in my life and it's I found it incredibly therapeutic to be able to go into the kitchen put the radio on pour wine and concentrate concentrate on on a meal and that was kind of my solace. And I found myself when I was losing it, just going and doing that. But then after a few months, after three meals a day, seven days a week for three months, I even found that boring. And it was around that point where I started to have some epic level meltdowns <laughs> of <laughs> um, just being with my children and then just turning around and walking away from my children going into another room, slamming the door and very likely screaming and (laughs) having that moment of actual rage and frustration, breathing it out, returning to the children and carrying on. Could I ask a question? Yes. Could you take us through with an example what a very light scream is? Oh, I don't think I could do that now. I think it would really hurt you. I don't. Okay. It, it's, it, it's definitely, it's definitely the kind of scream where if you heard it, you would dial nine nine nine. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Um, one of the things I think me and Rob did to deal with this was start this podcast. And now, you, I suppose, is this to deal with the kind of monotony of lockdown? Have written this book. Uh, life in pieces which is a diary of life in lockdown yeah it was that you trying to make the best of the situation or was it just you trying to escape it was really odd I because I write for a living and I really I really love my job and I find that when I um when I get immersed into a writing project I it does something very good to my soul. It's very, it's very good for me. So when lockdown started, I had a novel to write, but there was no way that I had that level of focus. So I, but I needed to write something. So I set up a blog and I started to write a daily diary of lockdown. And it was, it turned into such an important part of the process for me. All day, I would make notes on my phone when anything funny happened. We were potty potty training Valentine for the first month. So you can imagine my house was literally covered in shit. um, I was there with you. Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah. And and so I, I started to kind of, I've always been quite, Chris and I are quite private about family and kids, but I felt in this weird scenario of lockdown, the opening up, the sharing of the, the the parenting woes, the funny bits and the awful bits just felt so therapeutic. So I was just making notes all day on my phone of things that happened and then kind of compiling them into this blog every night. And I just looked, it gave me something to look forward to every night after the kids had gone to bed again. I'd pour some wine, write my blog. <laughs> and um and I became really addicted to it. And I I start it started to just be it made me laugh and it felt like a massive release and uh and yeah so that's how it started but I never ever thought that that blog would become a book but what happened was at about 10 to 12 weeks I had this absolutely huge body of work this kind of you know this diary of this really intense time yeah. where nothing was happening but everything was happening and um and so my publishers um asked if I, that I could put it into a book and that they could publish it and I, I honestly took the paycheck. 
let's oh. let's not beat around the bush. No, yeah. you've made you made good of a bad situation. I think like, but how much kind of time and evening are you spending? So you, you get the kids to bed, you're knackered, presumably. Yeah. And then you're kind of having to switch into the mode where you're writing, or did you do you find that completely relaxing in a weird way? Yeah, I loved it. It was, like I said, it was just such a good outlet. And I made notes all day. So then I'd have the note on my phone, I'd email it to my computer and then put it into a Word document and just kind of make sense of it and make it into something readable. Mm. And I just, I'd probably spend no more than an hour on it every night. Yeah. And um, it made me feel like, I love being a mum, guys. I know, you know, we all do. We love being We'll parents. edit that bit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I Waiting can- for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but my life my life was never to be that that was all I did. So when stripped when I was stripped of my life beyond being a mum, very quickly needed something that was mine. Like yeah. you know, a, a grown up my own thing that made me feel that my life just didn't totally evolve around these maniacs <laughs> that lived in my house. <laughs> but it was good. It was re- it was really it was really good. I I raising it back and um and it's actually really lovely to have that that diary of this weird time. Yeah, I bet. Me and Rob will listen to this back and go, oh my God, what an awful time. Would you ever listen to this podcast back, Rob, as a diary of the time? Oh, absolutely not. I think, I'd, I I mean, I'd, when you're saying what you did when the kids were in bed, all I did was just get pissed and play Warzone. You've created a book that, <laughs> you know, your children will be able to read. I mean, go, oh, this is what mum and dad were going through when we were little. And I've yeah. done nothing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing to, you know, I don't think I could listen back to this though, Josh. I think too no, many hard, dark I memories. find my voice too nasal. Oh, um, no, you won't. You'll love it. You'll love that you documented it in some yeah, way. Yeah, but I'll never there's... listen back. My kids might listen, but I couldn't listen back right. to, to my, not especially with his voice. I'm not pain in the arse. It's, bit, it's hard enough doing it live. <laughs> has, um, has Chris gone back to work, Dawn? Well, no, he's getting lots of scripts and there's lots of talk of things happening, but it's, you know, it, a lot of them come in going, we're doing this when we can. And... um but I feel like things are starting to move a bit there. But again, it's very difficult because just like you're experiencing in the UK, you think everything's easing up and then we could just get yeah. dragged right back again at any point. So he's he's written he's written a lot while we've been in lockdown, which is great. So he's kind of good to go when it ends. And yeah. um and if a production did come up and say, right, we're gonna go for it, I'm happy see, because I right, I'm quite happy if he gets a production to for just to totally isolate with a production. I don't mind us doing that at all. Could I'll deal I'll deal with the kids at home and just, you know, so he can get some work in. But I just think everyone's nervous to press go on productions at the yeah. moment. It's so expensive as well. It's not like they're all if big if it's a big budget film or series or something, it's it's not something you can quickly knock out. It takes months yeah, and months, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. And they're just putting so many people at risk on a on a on a film set you know it's just so many people have to be there so we'll see we'll see hopefully soon though um we got a feature of the show brought in by matt crosby where because his his uh his wife's a fan of the show so we gave him the opportunity to uh mention a sort of parenting gripe that he had with his wife and something that frustrated him that he could never actually tell his wife um face to face or it'll just kick off but it's a fair it's a fair comment is there something now that you'd like to say sort of a parenting thing that gets on your nerves that you can't really tell chris to his face but it's oh, totally God. fair and if he heard it from a roundabout way it would help your you know your parenting but I don't know if there's anything that's uh you'd like to get off your chest now it's your opportunity Dawn I've literally just written up a quick list on my whiteboard <laughs> <laughs> so I the first one that came to mind is I'm it's so weird I'm on a podcast but speaking quietly so Chris doesn't hear me say that <laughs> I, I do so wish that <laughs> that he would put the sun, sunscreen on the child before he dresses them. Oh, oh yes. Because yeah. Oh, I see. Yes, that makes hands sense. D- hands down, the worst part of my day, every day, is putting sunscreen on my children. They act like I am rubbing balls of fire onto their skin. <laughs> it is so stressful. I can't imagine the Irish Guernsey combo is great in the <laughs> LA Sun. <laughs> No, 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 no. And, uh, and poor Art's got the Irish skin. Oh. Um, so anyway, so I, I have, but I have to do it because it's, it was 109 degrees here a couple of weeks ago. Like the kids oh. have to wear sunscreen. And um, so, so, but what I do is before I, before I dress the child, I slab them in the cream so that they're fully covered under their clothes. Because as we all know, t-shirts don't have an SPF. And um 
And so then I put the clothes on. <laughs> the problem with doing it vice versa is that I have to like reach down the back of the t-shirt, thus, thus strangling the child yes. with the front mm. of the t-shirt. And the child has, because it's dressed, thinks that it's done getting ready. So when I reintroduce the idea of a sunscreen, <laughs> yeah. the meltdown is uh I, I'm on your side, Idol. That is totally fair. But I can understand having that argument at 8am before the school run is, a sh- yeah. is, is too stressful to bring up. It's, it's, you just don't. You, you just don't. You just don't. So that's it. Perfect. I'm glad we could offer you that service that you could get Thank that. You. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, get, we'll be back in touch and see if that message has carried through. But we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll find out in due course. When you read about the divorce. <laughs> yeah. It'll be in the paper, sunscreen. marriage <laughs> feud. Um, so, Dawn, when you come out of lockdown, whenever that will be, what would be your say? Say tomorrow, all of the kind of freedoms were returned. What would be the first thing you'd do with your family? It's really interesting that you ask what I would do with my family because the first thing I would do when this is over is leave them with a babysitter for an entire weekend. Yeah, I, I realised. I realised yeah. actually the question was absurd. Yeah, as the a moment I said question, it. Josh. Yeah, and Chris and I would go away and get a hotel somewhere and fucking drink constantly for 48 hours because I feel that that's what every marriage needs after lockdown you've been missing missing the drinking fair enough (laughs) well no we go but just drinking the problem is when you drink so much around children it's always with a slight feeling of this I shouldn't be doing yeah Yeah. and I I want to get back to guilt-free drinking again drinking with abandon Yes. yes. Yeah, I think I think that's best. If, yeah. And also just being, you know, just that that waking up in a hotel room and not the kids not being there. You could just you could lie there till bedtime. Oh my god, wouldn't that just be so lovely? <laughs> and no one jumps on you or does anything. You could just lay there. The whole time. So you'd basically just uh, escape to a hotel with uh with 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 Chris. It would that, be that's so that's nice. Lovely. Do you know the thing is though, and as we're talking about this, because there's a lot of complaining to do about parenting over the course of this year because it's been really hard, but we've had some such lovely moments as well. Like I definitely do think we'll look back on this because this really this whole period really was the end of Valentine being a baby. You know, we got out of nappies mm. over this time. He, you know, kind of dropped naps and fully sleeps through the night. Or just I mean he he was doing that before, but just re- he's really not a baby anymore. And I feel like that happened. And then, you know, the the more just thinking about being in a hotel and waking up would be so lovely. But then, you know, we've got this thing, they come into our bed every morning and they're just all cuddly and gorgeous. And I definitely feel like lockdown has made me a way more engaged mum because I've had to be. I couldn't, I was never been very good at playing. I would always be like, they're like, come play with me, come play with me. So I'd sit down and do Lego and then I'd do the wrong Lego and they'd yell at me. So I end up just getting annoyed and walking off. And that's basically what playing always was. And now I'm... I get down on my hands and knees and I play with them and you know do arts and crafts with them and do all these things that I never did before because somebody else got to do that when they went to school or daycare or whatever. And so I, I'm grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for this time. And I just, I'm trying not to look back on it all as being an entirely negative experience. Um, having said that, I'm over it. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I want it to end and I don't want to do it ever again, yeah. but it was great. There's definitely been nice moments in terms of in terms of parenting, but I do like the idea of 48 hours without someone going, mummy, 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 which is what they seem to say all the time would be gorgeous. But do you know what? I, I You have that. And then I felt guilt. the mo- And you're like, why am I feeling guilty about like the, when you, we went on holiday for a week and then we went away for a night and I felt guilt leaving. I've just done a week of this. I know. There's something about it. It's like you've got Stockholm syndrome or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I think this is what they mean by loving them, which is just really annoying. Oh, a nearly no, annoying part of parenting. Do you know what? I think we love our kids, guys. I know. It's so annoying. It's so unfair. Disgusting. I did, so I did not set up this podcast to find that out. Thank you very much. <laughs> I tell you what, it's I would. A terrible turn of events. I tell you what would be nice because because we don't have any family here. If Chris and I ever do anything, we have to get childcare to cover us, and that can make me feel a bit guilty sometimes because we don't have a nanny, so we don't have like a regular person. So we'll have, we always have to kind of work that out. But what would be really, really lovely is to be able to fly back to Ireland, say, and leave the kids with family for a weekend so we don't feel guilty about it because that's important. Yeah. That would be the perfect thing to do. Do you want to just, uh, Dawn, if you could just say again what the name of your, your book is. Oh, okay. So it's called Life in Pieces. 
and it's out on October 1st. Um, and is it? can we play a game where when we read the book, we've got to try and guess which day you did your scream in the bedroom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just yes. feels like a scream, a lonely scream that, that day. Sometimes muffled in a pillow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's had a pillow scream now and again. I mean, if you've not had a pillow scream in lockdown, you've not done lockdown, as that's far true. as I'm concerned. That's true. You're not sticking to the rules. Yeah, it's part and parcel. Oh, thank you so much, Dawn. It's been Thanks, a Dawn, pleasure. Thanks, Dawn. Thank you for having me. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Dawn O'Porter, Joshua. That was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, I got really panicked when I first said her name because I know that she changed her name when she married Chris O'Dowd, but I got all confused about because I knew that she didn't just take his name, but she didn't keep her name. She did something. Oh, you thought it might be Chris O'Porter? <laughs> no, or, or I thought it was going to be uh, a Dorno. I didn't know if it was going to be like Porter Dowd. I just really panicked. And then I said it. And then I was like, oh, God, I hope that's right. And then uh, no one said anything. So I think it's okay. Yeah, we'll clean yeah. it up in the edit. <laughs> Slick as anything, mate. She's amazing. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, what, brilliant. Like, the pod was mind blowing. A, the pod is mind blowing. What and a great idea. B, America's absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the kids in masks are perfect screens. What? Jesus Christ! Fuck off. That is mental. I would absolutely. I it basically the, the kids in America. Are, They're going to be insane when they grow up. I wanted to ask. You feel sorry for the person that does Friday, right? You want to get Monday. No, you don't want Monday. You need Monday to recover from your own kids right. and oh, yeah. sort the house yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you want Tuesday. You feel got a bit of energy of the week. Then you've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to have the time yeah. of your life. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, definitely. Would you have done the week? I wouldn't have done the her week thing where you get four weeks off and then one week on. Oh, so it feels like working on an oil rig. <laughs> Not for me. Imagine that feeling. Do you remember the feeling like at the end of the summer holidays on a Sunday night? Imagine the feeling before your week of being the teacher. Yeah, but also, though, it, uh, you know, it's all a bit competitive anyway, isn't it, with kids and parents and schools and all stuff like that. Like, even if people aren't being outwardly. So, like, I, I would worry that it would get a bit, like, a little bit bitchy in between all the different parents. Oh, they did that. They, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's my worry. But Definitely. if you, you pick, she said she'd pick four other people. So if they're in the same wavelength, then it'll be fine. Yeah. But. And what do you think about, I mean, she's really made me reevaluate what I've done with my evenings in that she's written a book and I've watched a series of increasingly unexciting Netflix documentaries. To be, to be fair, the amount she was drinking, fuck knows what's in this book. Because <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's in my phone. I've done it an hour a night. I've been, I was mainly drunk. It's mainly probably just gusto recipes. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm being mean, but yeah, I'm, that is, you know, that is impressive to do that. It's, you know, a bit annoying actually to a point, but yeah, you know, and right. I was, and I'm still shit at Warzone. That's all I did for about two months. Yeah. And I still can't do it. Um, Josh, I've loved this episode and I really, I've really enjoyed it. It's been it. an absolute joy. I suppose uh, I'll see you on um, Friday. Yeah, to see you on Friday. We won't actually, we'll just hear each other. We should meet up and do another face-to-face one. Yeah, don't tell Boris. I'll have to get my kids to go out. (laughs) The weird thing would be, we'd be allowed to meet up socially, but the moment we started working, we'd be breaking the work-from-home-if-you-can rule. So we're allowed to meet. Oh, yeah, so... I was going to say, because if we wanted, we're getting Tom Allen on here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we? You could come here and Michael could come here and we could just get pissed. But that's the social. But the moment Michael pressed record, we would be breaking the law. Oh, Josh, is it right that your mic's broken at home? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm being let down by the fact you're going to have to reply with your working yeah, mic. Yeah, that is a, a problematic situation you've put oh, me in there. WFH. Anyway, we'll sort it out. But, we will. Uh, we will. We'll chat. We'll chat from home on Friday. Uh, on Friday, and we'll get, make sure all recordings done before 10 p.m. <laughs> Just Correct. in case COVID turns up. Right. See you on Friday. See you later. Bye.